What's the latest, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the In the Paint Show presented by Ball is Life. Ronnie, it's episode 5-0, the big 50. We took a couple weeks off, obviously, because uh, uh, you were in Vegas and I was around here covering you know, some, some local stuff. You were at Tarkanian Classic. Um, but we re- reconvened post-Christmas for some big-time tournaments. Uh, the Classic at Damien. Um, I stayed there all four days. You managed to venture out to the Rancho Mirage Holiday Invitational um, out in the desert and down to the Torrey Pines Holiday Classic. Um, how was your week, man? Uh, long week. You know, uh, yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, no doubt about that. I got to uh, Torrey Pines for the full slate of games on the last day. Um, I, I didn't really see what I wanted to completely in, in the desert at Wayne Moreno's event at Rancho Mirage. But I did see, I thought what is the, the game I wanted to see was Mount C versus De La Salle. De La Salle obviously has some good young talent. And Mount C is a good team. They eventually won the bracket, or won the pool play, I should say. And uh, Tyler Patterson going to Montana State. His dad was a college coach. He's a terrific player, six 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 seven, Had 27 points in the win over De La Salle, which was kind of like for the pool. They won, They went 3-0. And then Mayfair won their pool, two and one. Uh, they beat San Leandro to kind of convincingly get in the final, and then Mount C won it. So probably off with all in all, the the best team won that. Okay. And then you go down to Torrey Pines, and it was a good mix of out of state and in state teams. And Sheldon, which uh, you know, took third place at Tarkanian came back and made it to the final without Marcus Bagley, and they took on Jay Sarah. Jay Sarah advanced with wins over Desert Pines. Uh, St. Augustine, which is a good win. Desert Vista, which is a a good Arizona team, one of the three or four best teams in Arizona to to play Sheldon. So um, that was a good game. Uh, Sheldon was in control. They were controlling the boards. They weren't necessarily... Hitting great shot. Josh Williams had a good first half, but they kept Ian Martinez in check. They had two points at the half. Then he, they picked it up just in general. So I'm, I'm interested to know what happened at halftime. Well, we're going to find what, out. Yeah, we're going to find out. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to ring on Coach Keith, Keith Wilkinson here in a couple yeah, minutes. Yeah. yeah. But, Ronnie, what, um, so the last play was uh, Justin Williams in the backcourt, fired it across court to Ian Martinez in the front court, and Ian kind of put a little shimmy like he always does. Drove left into the middle, and a lot of people thought he was going to rise up and shoot it because that's kind of what his wheelhouse is, a drive left, pull-up jumper, right? Sure. Then he fired to Francesco Bora, uh, the on big the man in the middle on the baseline, and he put in a little right-handed layup. And our guy Taylor King flew off the bench onto yeah. the court uh, in excitement, but there was still 1.8 seconds left, and uh, Xavion Brown uh, chucked up a, a, you know, you a know, straight shot. I guess a 65-footer that yeah. was short. Yeah. Um, but that's that's the how, how it all ended there. Yeah, that's how it all ended. Yep. Um, you know, Williams, obviously, Sheldon has a lot of good defenders, a lot of guys interchangeable, as you know, Devin. Um, and he was, he you know, he was he kept his pivot foot, he kept his composure, found Ian on the opening, and looked like Ian was going to drive. So Xavion Brown jumped to maybe try to, you know, to block it or to just to harass him, whatever he was doing. So he, Ian just kept uh, driving, and Ian, um, you know, found that 
opening, and you, I didn't know how much time was on the clock when he made that pass, but for him to make that play with, you know, what basically a second to go was one hell of a shot because it wasn't an easy shot. It was like a five foot runner with really no angle for the backboard. So, you know, props out to Francisco Bohr for hitting that shot and for the fortitude of Ian to, to you know, make that play because it was probably the best play possible because two guys were, were convening on him, which was he was about 17 feet from the basket, 16 feet from the basket. Um, so that ended up being a 52-50 final. Jay Sarah with the win. And, uh, you know, they were... They almost like to mob the court again because I, I don't think people were really paying attention to how much time was on the clock in general uh, because it looked like it went fast. And, and the next thing you know, that there was definitely a little time on the clock. And, I mean, Jay Sarah was, was ecstatic as they should be. They, they kind of rushed the court. Then they cleared the court. And then they put 1.8. And our guy Taylor King was like, what? <laughs> no way that went through with 1.8. Question for you. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Bag Marcus Bagley obviously didn't play in no, this entire the, tournament. The whole tournament. So, Correct. with how well he's been playing this season, I mean, he's kind of catapulted himself into like you know that top top seven, top five, twenty twenty players in the West Coast, right? Sure, I would agree with um, that. How big of a difference? I mean, obviously it's a huge difference, but in that particular game, in your opinion, how big of a difference did that make? Um. From my standpoint, I would say, yeah, of course it made a difference. But from Sheldon's standpoint, I think they think we let that one go. Even without him? Even without him, because they had a 13-point lead. Um, They had a big lead in the first half at double digits. So, you know, they have other good players. Again, the scoring, would he be able to make up two points? Of course. He averaged 23 points a game at Tarkanian. Sheldon just has to work on – on their execution, um, can do the continuous game, meaning, you know, all the way through. Um, they they tend to play in spurts. They tend to play streaky, and they really lost the game against. I'm going back to modern day in the semifinal. I'm sorry, was it modern Gorman semifinals of uh, Tark Tark? They had a lead. They. They had a lead, and they 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 had shaky ball handling. Yeah, uh, Xavion wasn't around the ball. They lose the ball. They lose the game. You know, I had a couple bad backcourt turnovers, and then you go to the third place game. The game should have never went to double overtime. Sheldon should have won in regulation. Again, bad couple bad turnovers, a couple bad plays. So then, ironically, what happens, Devin? Marcus gets hurt in the second overtime. Right. Should have never went to the second overtime. And I've told that so you guys should have won. Yeah. You know. Again, yeah. so not not being, uh, they had a, they have to play a complete, you know, um, thirty two minutes, and they haven't yet. Okay. But so they're very very good team, like you said, and we know that. But they still haven't. I still haven't seen them play a complete thirty two minutes, and I think maybe we can say that in many ways about Sierra Canyon as sure. well. Sure. Yep. And so, Speaking of a very good team, a very good coach, Jay Sarah, head man, Keith Wilkinson on the line with us right now. Coach, which is which was better, the uh, Torrey Pines Holiday Classic National Division Championship game or the victory in the Bay vs. L.A. game for the Ball's Life? Oh, gosh. I mean, uh, you know, the Ball's Life, uh, Bay vs. L.A., you got to represent for L.A. So that's huge. <laughs> that's huge. 
But no, <laughs> no, I'm really excited to get the Torrey Pines one this year, especially after last year having a tough showing down there and, and uh, going one and three in the national division. We were better than that. So uh, excited to come back and, and get it done. So Ronnie was, I, I, I was obviously not at that game. I was at Damien, but Ronnie said um, there was a big kind of momentum shift after halftime. Um, what did you say to your guys in, at the break that got them, you know, a little bit fired up maybe? Yeah, we just had to get a little bit more movement offensively. It was nothing that I really said. Our guys, you know, tried to guard, and, and uh, when we have our, 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 you know, identity on the defensive end, we can do some good things. But, uh, you know, when you got those a couple guys coming in that, uh, that you hadn't had all year in the sit-out period without Isaac Peralta and Alpha Chabambi, who are also going to get huge minutes this year, uh, it was a lot of feeling out in that first half, and we were really stagnant. And the one thing we've been doing is we've been moving the basketball, moving bodies, and getting good shots, and we were kind of stagnant in that first half. And so – we just went to a little ball screen motion to try to get some movement. Um, and, you know, our guys kind of settled down the second half. So, you know, cut it down. We just kept guarding, kept guarding, and, and, and you know, was figuring the offense would come. And, and Ian, uh, you know, did a good job of being a facilitator and a screener because, um, you know, that kid Brown did a hell of a job trying to guard him and, and, and you know, take him away from everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Coach, talk a little bit about what Ian did differently. He obviously had 11 points in the second half, but – didn't seem like he forced it. He didn't get too frustrated. Uh, he set some things up for his teammates, and obviously his teammates stepped up as well, and he made the big play there at the end. But just talk a little bit about his play, uh, you know, and keeping composure. Yeah, you know, I mean, he had a monster game. He went for, like, 32 points, 13 rebounds, seven assists, like three steals, three blocks in that in that uh, semifinal game. So, there, obviously, there's a big attention on him, and, and that's going to be the case. He's you know, the tournament MVP of three straight uh, tournaments and has been playing some great basketball. And, and in my opinion, obviously, I'm a little bit biased because I coach him, but he's got to be one of the top, you know, 25, 30 players in the country. He's so talented. So, um, you know, he's really worked on his handle this year. He's really worked on his shooting, which is taking his game to the next level because of his athleticism. And and the thing I love the most about Ian is he's just a heck of a teammate. He's a great kid. He's a winner. Um, you know, he doesn't have to score 30 uh, to go win every night. There's nights he's going to have to go do that, but there's other times he makes the right basketball play all the time. And he knew he was getting guarded tight. And so uh, they were, you know, trying to shut him down and double off screens and not help off him. So he became a big screener, uh, you know, a big ball mover and made a lot of the right plays. And then he picked his spots. You know, he could he could be selfish and go try to score every time, but he picked his spots. And I thought he took really good shot selection in that second half. And, and he didn't settle for so many threes. He used his athleticism to get to the rim get to that mid post a little bit so i'm um, just super proud of him and and uh i mean I, i'm very lucky to have one of the best players in the country on my team so i mean I, i'm very grateful and and he's just a great kid so i couldn't be more happy for him now coach you obviously know plenty about sheldon Did, were you surprised that some of their role players and some of their players you know josh williams and a few others were maybe as good as they were seems like in the first half your guys were a little flustered they were like you know, those guys rebound well. They don't shoot particularly well as a team, but they, they make a lot of things happen. Did you guys yeah, uh, you know, mention that at all, or did, was that just natural that they picked up their intensity and that they adjusted? You know, I think what happened was, is, is honestly, our game plan going into it was to protect the paint. You know, if, if they made 15 threes, then, then they deserved to beat us. And, and we had played a team who's a little bit different than that, but I, I keep going back to it. I think that Corona Centennial game early in the year really prepared us. I mean, we came in against Corona and, and really tried to pack in the paint, and they made like 15 threes, and they're tough, and they can shoot it. So um, they don't look the part. Uh, at times, but Corona Centennial, as you guys know, is a hell of a team, and, yeah. and Josh has done a hell of a job with them, so I think that game prepared us a little bit, but when you walk in and, and you see the size and physicality of the Sheldon guards and, and, and just how physical and tough they are, 
Uh, I think it's a little bit of a filling out process, except especially for us <laughs> in South Orange <laughs> County where we don't see that too much. Yeah. Um, but uh, our guys, you know, give our guys credit. They felt it out a little bit. And, and then I always say, you know, number 10, Alpha Chabambi, who came in, had a couple of monster blocks, monster rebounds for us. He gives us that physical presence that uh, we've been desperately lacking uh, for the last, you know, 12 games, 15 games. And so to have him and have his 6'4", 200-pound body, looks like a tight end out there, uh, really helps our toughness level go up quite a bit. Uh, Coach, you know, um, in the, at the Tarkanian, uh, Desert Pines won their division, which was pretty tough. They won the 8. Um, and then you go down to Torrey Pines, it's the 26, and they're trying to get there from the desert. You know, the coach is telling me, you know, it's took, it took us nine hours to get there. I don't know. Did you guys end up playing much later? And uh, you guys just ran them off the court, um, and they're a pretty good team. You know, what happened there? Did that give you guys confidence going into the Saints game? And then against yeah, yeah. Desert Vizzo, you know, take us through that and what you saw, and then, you know, what you how you guys performed leading up to the Sheldon game. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, that we got a little bit lucky with that first one in Desert Pines. They had some snow coming in, so that game started about 45 minutes later uh, because they just arrived off the bus after a long bus ride, and, and we wanted to jump on them and try to press them early, and we knew that they'd been on a bus for a long time, and, and uh, you know, it's, it, that's unfortunate for them, obviously, but at the same time, too, um, you know, they just didn't have an answer for Ian. Ian was just sure. absolutely a monster in that game and could get wherever he wanted, whenever he wanted, so... Um, you know, that gave our guys some confidence. And, and honestly, we circled this one on the calendar just because, you know, uh, we, we had such a bad showing here last year, and this was important for us to come back and, and have a better showing. And, and the thing that I think, again, uh, you know, we played, you know, it was, with Desert Pines is a good team. Uh, and then St. Augustine, to go in there, even though it's a tournament, we played at St. Augustine to pull out a win there. It's like an away game for us. It was huge um, and gave us some confidence. And then, you know, the, uh, the other one, um, I guess the team from Arizona, we, we just we kept getting better and better and better. And I think that starts on our defensive end and, and it grows with confidence when, uh, you know, you start, you know, guarding, getting stops and it becomes contagious. And so the, our guys, you know, just really bought into that and against good players and good teams. And, um, you know, you got to give guys like Paxton Brazil and, and some of these role guys, Nolan Bell and uh, David Hornung credit because they're guarding, you know, kids that are going to Texas Tech, kids that are going to Marquette. And, and they're just they're, they're, you know, playing team basketball and doing a good job trying to make everything tough on them. Yeah, Coach, talk a little bit about the last play. You know, Justin gets it, and like you said, Sheldon has long guys. They're defending him. He makes the right play. What did you think? Did you think Ian was going to make that pass? Or, you know, what did you, what did you see from your angle? I was sitting behind you kind of on the bleachers on your guy's side. Yeah, you know, that's always a tricky one. I mean, he, he catches it on, uh, he gets that rebound. There's about, you know, eight to ten seconds left in the game, and and uh, it looked like because Sheldon's such a good offensive rebounding team, it looked like we had a little bit of numbers. And Justin had his head up and made a good play. And, and I was I was kind of waiting to see if Justin got in real trouble to call a timeout and drop a play. But then when Justin advanced it and, you know, Ian had it in the open court, I trust him 100% to make the right play. And, and he kind of had a little hesitation. And, and, and again, he, he's a winner. He's not selfish. And he made the right play and dropped it off to Francesco on the baseline. And, and Fran had a nice little, you know, jump hook from about eight, six, eight feet, and, and luckily it went down for us. Keith, uh, so there's a video online of that of that uh, exact play, and then Taylor King, your assistant coach, flies off the bench onto the court. He's an ultimate competitor, as you know, many people who are familiar with with Southern California basketball. You had your patented Keith Wilkinson fist bump. How 
how difficult is it to keep Taylor King under wraps, man? I, I would say this, and it's funny you, you say that. We, we're actually at a team event right now, and, and, and uh, I told the guys if we won, we'd take the day off, and we're bowling uh, right now. Okay. So we're just, we're just bowling. And Taylor's out there getting all competitive with bowling because he's, <laughs> he's, he's struggling a little bit right now in bowling, so he's getting competitive. But uh, I'll tell you what, for an assistant coach, he's had more bench warnings than any assistant <laughs> probably in the history of high school basketball in just two years already. Uh, uh, no, but – we love it, man. He's he's a fiery competitor, and, and that's the one thing I'm super blessed with is uh, I got I got great staff. You know, guys like him and guys like C.J. Cooper, who's not as as fired up, but is a high level player, and and guys that these kids can really soak up and learn from. So uh, I've been excited about it, and, and I love Taylor's passion and energy, and so. <laughs> uh, sometimes I got to remind him that he's a coach and not a player anymore, too. Though. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, tell tell Taylor that uh, you know roll him straight down the middle. You know, hit yeah. the hit the hit the maybe the left or the right of the front pin, and he'll be good at, at the bowling. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> all right, all right, Keith. Thanks so much for joining us, man. Best of luck the rest of the way out. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Yep, thanks, Coach. Bye. Yeah, Devin, it was uh, Taylor. <laughs> Taylor just, you know, again, it it was hard to tell how much time was on because obviously pandemonium a bit. Exactly how much time was on that clock, but it's funny. I think, you know, Taylor. Loves to try to tell the refs about the five-second and the three-second in the key, right? But, I mean, sometimes on the three-second, he's going so fast and going so... Like LeVar Ball? So animated that he Sheldon gets out of the key because they, yeah, they hear him. Like, they, oh, hear Taylor, the they hear Taylor going, three seconds, <laughs> and they're out of the key. And so the ref's like, okay, well, there's not a three-second, you know. Yeah. He's actually helping Sheldon a little bit, you know, uh, in terms of just, just being fo- so for Jay Sarah and pulling for his guys and hoping they make the right play. Yeah. So that's very interesting, you know, in the in the third place game. I mean, if Ian had a monster game, um, you know, because Desiree is pretty good. Uh, they got a kid, Osari Ogorodaro. I may be saying that's, that's, his name. Yeah, that's a tough one for yeah, you, but that was, that was pretty good. He's going to Marquette. Yeah. You know, uh, they got a junior, uh, really good player, John Solomon, who Devin, I, uh, I'm sure you'll be seeing in the, in the spring and summer circuit. That kid has a lot of ability. Um, six eight junior, and they have uh, Deshaun Lacue's Jalen Lacue's uh, little brother, and he'll be back next year. So that team's gonna be back. They pulled out a overtime win over Westchester. Uh, Westchester's just grinding away, as you know, Devin. Yeah. Um, uh, they had a chance to win. They just keep rebounding. Their 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 coach was even saying, Mike Smith, coach at Desert Vista, is like, guys, they're getting every fifty fifty ball. Like, how are you letting this? happen and that's just you know as you know that's just Westchester um doing what they're doing obviously they don't have high level D1 players but they got good players and uh they kind of tough tough their way through that bracket and uh Desert Vista ended up winning in 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 overtime um very funny I wanted to kind of get your opinion you know Yancey Dotson our guy got a technical uh, wow, that's surprising. Yeah, I'm over nothing. I, I would be interesting to know. Maybe we get him on one day or, or we'll ask him how many technicals he's gotten in his career. I mean, he was not a- adamant or demonstrative at all. Um, and, well, I mean, San Diego yeah. officials. Yeah, exactly. It was San- against Saints. It was it, it was a key oh, yeah, yeah. play, too. Yeah. It was like Actually, a real hey, close game. Yancey usually pretty good at responding to me. Let me text him right yeah, now. Yeah, see Hang what on. he says. I'll say, text him. Text him and ask him, how many technicals have you gotten in your High school coaching career. So, um, Saints ended up winning that game. 
Polly was in it, and you know DJ Davis came back and he he had about sixteen points. Obviously, the transfer from Corona Centennial, one of the players that we we've talked about before that, um, that Josh Giles, you know, lost at at Centennial, and another one, Jalen Clark, helped Etiwanda win the third place game at Damien, yeah, we which can, we'll get into in yeah, a minute. But, yeah. um, you know, with all this results and what's going on, we got. Corona Centennial going down after Tarkanian. They beat the host club, Gorman, in the final. Um, after Gorman had beat Sheldon in that in that semifinal game that we spoke of earlier. You know, Corona Centennial, I mean, what can you say about Paris Dawson? You know, just in terms of his grit, big shot making, playing the game, you know, hard, fast, but under control. Just a winner. Yeah, just a winner. Because I think at times, like you said, Sheldon, we can see that about Sarah Cannon. We'll get into that Rancho Christian. They're not always under control. So far, Corona Centennial just under control. Feet under them on their shots. Cuts are hard to where they're supposed to be. Dribble from A to B where you're supposed to go. And, and, and Paris exonifies all that. Kind of like the guy you look to. So he was the MVP of that tournament. And then they come back and win. In Pine Bluff, Arkansas, they win uh, the King Cotton Tournament, which is a traditionally really strong tournament on the on the 30th. And and Harvard Westlake, who handed Corona Centennial their one of their losses, and Harvard Westlake still hasn't lost to a California team. Uh, they're still playing, believe it or not. Uh, we're shooting this on the 31st. And that beach ball classic in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, goes through the 31st. So they're in the Constellation final, mm -hmm. as, kind of as we're shooting this. And they lost their first game to nationally ranked Polly of Baltimore. And it was a good game. It's a tough first-round yeah, draw. tough first-round draw for the Wolverines. And the Wolverines beat Corona Centennial on the road. So with all this results, Devin, where does that leave us before we're going in? To detail on Damien, you know, uh, you I know, mean, you have a you have a really tough task on your yeah. hands to sort this all out. Yeah. So if you're talking rankings, um, Harvard Westlake beat Corona Centennial. Correct. Corona Centennial won Tarkanian Classic. Yes. Um, Sierra Canyon lost to Rancho Christian, but Rancho Christian lost to Corona Centennial and Santa Clarita Christian at Battle Zone. Uh, and Santa Clarita won their division at Santa Clarita Christian won Damien. the gold division at Damien over Washington Prep. We'll talk about that as well um, in, in, a, in a couple of minutes here. But yeah, I mean that that leaves you with uh, Harvard Westlake as the best team in the, the state. state. Yeah, from that perspective of from the results. That perspective, I still think yeah. that once you know the dust settles a once, bit. Once you know Zaire Williams made his debut sure. and obviously he scored twenty eight points, yeah. uh, was fantastic in his debut. But again, it's going to take a little bit of tweaking time to get used to Zaire Williams back in the mix on that Sierra Canyon team on the court in a real basketball game. Sure. Um, Andre Chevalier is going to have to do some juggling with lineups, see who fits well with, with who. Um, he's got a lot of players that need playing time, right? Yes. Um, you know, with B.J. Boston, Shai Odom, Taryn Frank, uh, Bronny James, Zaire Wade. Like, there's some different pressures there. Um and then you add Isaiah Williams, who's a top five player in the 220 class in the country. I mean, that's yeah. uh, that's a, that's that's different. So Rancho Christian, I mean, they played a fantastic game 
Yeah, um, much less turnovers. Played a fantastic game and caught you know Sierra Canyon in kind of a, a, a weird mode. Yeah, maybe. kind of a weird mode there, weird transition mode. And when the dust settles, I think talent wise, Sierra Sierra Canyon's you know the top team in the state. Sure. Um, but can they get you know get the it on court wrinkles ironed out? That's the ca- that's, that's the question. That's long term. The question going into two twenty. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, that's my take. Same thing with Sheldon. Um, not, Jay Sarah played a great game. Jay Sarah uh, to beat Desert Pines handily, to beat Desert Vista handily, to beat Saints at Saints. That game was like he, I know. like Coach Wilkinson said, wasn't at Tory Pines. I I don't understand. Like, I don't understand. I don't that. think a lot of coaches were happy yeah, with that. And that if side. you're in a tournament, yeah, and the tournament is yeah. the the national division is supposed to be played at Tory Pines uh, High School. Yeah. Why is a why is a San Diego team getting a San Diego home game yeah. with San Diego officials? That's just, yeah, that's just it, mind-boggling. Yeah, to me. it's not going to make you feel like, oh, man. It's not going to make you want to go back. And it's going to fire you up when you win, which is what yeah. it did for Jay, oh, okay. for yeah. Jay Sarah from that standpoint. You know what I mean? So I agree with you there. Um, that was the quarterfinals. Um, you know, going back to Harvard Westlake, they lost to Pauly 56-46. So it's not like, you know, Pauly's a really good team. It's the second-best team in that whole uh, Baltimore region. Uh, you look at flying a, flying Saint cross Francis. country to play yeah. a team like that. Yeah, is tough. Is tough. And he knew it. Rabibo, Coach Rabibo knew it. He goes, Ronnie, would you, you know? I said, Hey, they're going to be tough. They're going to take no nonsense. They're probably not running as many sets as you guys. They're athletic. They're going to get up and down. Yeah, a little maybe like a Sheldon okay. or like um, Corona Centennial maybe at Wanda. Yeah, yeah at Wanda. You know, uh, so the St. Francis Academy. Uh, probably the best team in Baltimore. They're probably the second best team. So that that's no shame to that. And like you said, based on all those results, nobody would have guessed that that two months ago. Harvard Westlake has a chance to be the number one team in the state just based on what's happened so far. That's how crazy it's been. And then Devin, we talk about why I haven't updated the Fab Fifty this Monday well, because all this stuff's going on. Yeah, all this stuff's going on. The way the week dropped, we had Sunday off. After the semifinals, come back Monday for the finals. Well, I'm not going to do the rankings on Sunday night. The coaches are not even going to respond. They're right. all going to be traveling, right. preparing, preparing. It doesn't make no sense. And then we got a short week now, so we're already in the week. And then we go right back to games this weekend, which we can talk a little bit about real quick. Devin, talk a little bit about Real Run. As you mentioned, Santa Clarita Christian. Won their division at Damien. Yeah, let's go Damien first before we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll finish with those. With so they're, they're, we got new results coming in. Yeah. As high as Rancho Christian is, they got a bad battle could, in a they few could days. Lose, they could lose yeah. in a couple days, right? Yeah. So, so that's my point. Rancho Christian, obviously, uh, if you watch it on Fox Sports Go or follow Twitter, or we're there, um, or we're there. There was a lot of people there. Great atmosphere. It was Jim was you know standing room only. Um, Rancho Christian defeated Sierra Canyon, eighty-five to eighty-one in overtime last night, or pardon me, Monday night. And, you know, Dominic Harris had an uh, overall fantastic game. One of the best games I've seen him play um, in his, you know, three-and-a-half-year high school career, 32 points, um, efficient from the field, uh, you know, didn't take a whole lot of bad shots, didn't, you know, have a whole lot of, uh, of turnovers. Um, you know, he was efficient all around. Um, Jaden Byers, also another guy who had probably the, the best all-around game of his high school career, um, in probably the most important game so far of his high school career. Um, and then Evan Mobley, the consensus number one player in the class of 2020 heading to USC, had 
16 points, 12 rebounds, and just, you know, his length around the basket uh, made it difficult for Sierra Canyon to get anything in the paint. And one of the guys, Ronnie, that, you know, is going to go as a, down as an unsung hero kind of guy is unsigned senior uh, transfer from St. Louis, Jace Catchings. He came off the bench with 13 points, uh, played some really good defense on multiple, you know, Sierra Canyon guards and wings, which is a, a tall task with guys like B.J. Boston, oh, Zaire definitely. Williams, uh, Shy Odom, Taryn Frank. I mean, Jace Catchings spent time guarding all of those guys, which was really impressive. He had a couple major big-time offensive rebounds um, and putbacks. Man rebounds. Just, I mean, yeah. there was one. I was sitting on the baseline in the in the college coach section, and it was um, when Rancho Christian was coming you know, back towards that way, and he just jumped over, like, I think he jumped over Stevens or Byers, uh, like, leapfrogged him and just just ripped the ball away from from Williams, you know, on offensive rebound to give his team a, a second chance opportunity. Jace Catchings, in my opinion, is ah, man, he is just such an important piece for Rancho Christian, uh, especially when you get into playoff time and the games become tighter and you know defense is you know heightened and more important. Um, on the Sierra Canyon side, uh, Zaire Williams, like we said, made his debut after sitting the the sit out period for uh, transferring. He had 28 points, took a good amount of shots, as you should. and um, But, you know, you could see there was a little bit of, of – he didn't start. Harold yeah. Yu, the 7'3 center, still started. You sure. could see there was a little bit of uh, – Confusion? Or, not confusion, yeah. just like unfamiliarity. Correct. And that's what I was surprised a little bit. On the court in the game. That's what I was surprised a little bit about, Devin, to tell you the truth. Obviously, I know Zaire Williams is going to play. We know Zaire is going to play. We talked about it. We, we, we knew the 30th was coming. You know, so um, as I'm looking at these stats, again, these these are the stats from the box sheet, not from the Devin Uglin, uh, you know, Exactamundo hey, stats. Hey, you don't these need are, a box. Yeah. I mean, are, maybe I, don't do, I didn't do shot attempts yeah, in that game because just, it was just tough. So I'm um, looking at the stats and 27 minutes for Zaire Williams, like you said, off the bench. Yep. But between him and Boston, that's basically uh, – 46 shots or yeah i mean so that that's surprising just that because that's not what they did to get to this point in the season and or look good at this point not that's not what they did against it to, to beat Edwanda. so something changed but what changed i mean you get obviously something had to change because that's 27 I mean, shy minutes Odom's, shy Odom's minutes went down. down in my opinion that's not the formula for them. Right. Especially right now. Right. Might be the formula in November, uh, February. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the formula to beat Rancho Christian. Mm -mm. You know, not if his minutes are going down. Uh, so, Bronny James played a lot less. Mm -hmm. uh, Wigginton didn't play. No. No. He did not play. So, it, it just what, changed the... Yeah. It was the first game of the season then. So, like, I, I tweeted yeah. out, like, yeah. I got to Damien tweet yeah. out, like, this is a whole new season, and it is. Yeah. Because now Sierra Canyon goes back to the drawing board and says, yeah. which lineups work best together? Which pieces sure. work best together? Can we play Harold U if we want to play fast? Probably not. Do you want to slow the game down like they like Etiwanda did? And, you know, yeah. Sierra Canyon actually played well in that slowdown game. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, they won. They won the game. Um, and, and so... And Boston was the difference. Yeah, exactly. And it's going to be... I mean, it's going to be... You know, tough for Andre to kind of figure that out, but he will. Yeah, I mean, I mean you think, have you think he will? You have yeah. you have two, you know, five star guys, and then Amari Bailey uh, probably yeah. going to be a five star guy. It's not tough, but it's going to be yeah. different trying to mix and match those those um, those lineups and see who fits best together. 
Um, yeah, it wasn't the like you said, wasn't the Wells played game? It was an exciting game. It was exciting. It was a like a top rank, like it seemed it seemed like a one versus two in the state game, but it wasn't executed that way. Um, for various reasons. Um, I mean, they played fast. I was actually, yeah. you know, I, before the game, I was you know talking to various people, whoever it was, Frank, Joel, yeah. um, Jerry DeBus, yeah. you know, anybody, just talking about you know what what Rancho Christian was going to do in that game, and I'm like, you know, Edwanda, Edwanda, you know. He, he hung with Sierra Canyon because they slowed the game down. They defended. Is Rancho Christian going to try and do that, or are they going to stick with what they do and get up and down? Stick with they what stick they with do. what they did, and that was yeah. smart by Ray Bearfield not to try and change his his team and change yeah. the way that they've been successful the last couple of years. Um, and he was he was you know they were fortunate that Byers, that uh, Harris, Stevens. And you know we know we're gonna get out of Mobley. Yeah, he, he was. They were fortunate that those guys had really good games. Yeah, um, Harris thirty two points. You said. Yep. He's, Byers made, twenty. He hit most of his free throws, eleven of thirteen. Bryson Stevens in the first half came out. I mean, just on fire. He had a couple leak out dunks. Um, you know, made some big defensive plays in the beginning to kind of shift the momentum yeah, in Rancho Christian's favor. He's really tough. Strong. He came ready to to compete, and that was important. For them, because it yeah. set the tone. It set and we the tone talked early. about that in the fall. Why does this Rancho Christian team have a chance to win the state title? It's not Mobley. It's like the guards are a lot better than they were last year, meaning they're stronger, they're bigger, they're more confident. That's what I thought about this game. I said, hey, who's the last team to beat Sierra Canyon? Well, it's, it's these guys, this core of guys. Right. And they're better. Luke Turner's better. Stevens is and better. And Luke Turner didn't have a good game. Yeah. Yes, I mean, Luke Turner is one of the best shooters we have in the state. Yeah. And he didn't have his best game. And again, there's gonna ha- you're a high school kid. You're gonna have yeah. bad games. But yeah. for them to to beat that Sierra Canyon team full strength, yeah, with Luke Turner, you know, not hitting as many threes as we're used to hit him hitting. Usually, yeah. it's you know three to four a game. I'm I'm looking at these stats. It says zero oh for four. Yeah, so. exactly. He didn't hit one three pointer the whole game. So for that's yeah. that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So that's the, that's just an impressive uh, showing by them. They kind of. Uh, they, they, I thought the big key would be, I figured the four teams that got there, the one pick them quarterfinal game that I was like really interested in seeing, it was a really good game, was Bosco and Winward. Yep. And then I thought either team would have trouble with Rancho Christian, to be honest. You know, I and thought either team would have Bosco, trouble. Bosco, we can talk about that semifinal game now, yeah. since we've already, you know, covered the, the championship, the championship yeah. ad nauseum, that... Bosco just came out flat in that semifinal game. They okay. just, I mean, they came out so flat. Um, yeah, I saw that on on the KDOC stream. Yeah, kudos to our guy Ada and and uh, Paul Westfall uh, and and the crew. But uh, yeah, they didn't look too good, too well. In that. Rancho Christian <laughs> jumped on him really quickly, and then yeah. in the fourth quarter, they mounted a, a really good comeback um, behind you know Josh Camper, Jeremiah Niarco, Isaiah Holm. But it was just you know too little, too late. Not to get too cliche, um, and Evan Mobley just you know kind of had his way in that in that game. Um, and if you fall behind a team like Rancho Christian or even a team like Sierra Canyon, it's very rare that you're going to come back. Just based on like you, what you said about Rancho Christian's guards, they've gotten better. Um, they don't take they don't create as many turnovers. They're stronger. Um, they're stronger. They're tougher. They're you know um, a little bit more seasoned, right? Yeah. And they, they're used to the moment. And they get by guys. They're fast. They're fast. Explosive. Yeah. They get by guys. You know, if Harris is on and he's efficient, he, he's one of the better scorers in the state in yeah. the West Coast. He can fill it up like he did last night. He can fill it up in a hurry. 
Um, and if Evan Mobley's not having a high-level scoring game, Dominic Harris is that guy who can, you know, make up that difference. Yeah. It was that was final was 82-59. The other semifinal was 57-53. Sierra Cannon over Ed Awanda. The game I was thought was that big game was like I said, 61-56. Bosco over Winward. Uh, I thought that was a well played game. Very interesting to watch it there. Obviously, I've seen these teams. Devin, you've seen these teams a lot. And and I like to get a, a good feel for what's going on from a national perspective, too. Is then when I watch Bosco Sierra Cannon, I'm sorry, Bosco um Rancho Christian on TV, boy, it looks a little different. Like you said, uh, you know, Bosco, this doesn't have the foot speed. They just, like no. you said, they, they, when you look at them on TV, you say, okay, that's a high school game. Yeah. That looks like a high, a high school team playing another high school team with a seven footer who you can see that's going to be in college in the NBA. Sure. When you watch Sierra Canyon and Rancho Christian, it looks like a college game. Yeah. You know, so yeah, Bosco had had to play a really perfect game, hit their shots, and it just didn't work. It didn't work out for them that game, and they're going to be very good. They're kind of adjusting too. I don't know, uh, Devin. Tell us about the third place game a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did Randy Ovali get in there? Yeah, Randy Ovali played, uh-huh. um, and he, he was solid. But again, yeah, it's going to take yeah weeks because yeah. they've been pra- you know they've been able to practice and all that. But you you start a game against yeah. a high level team like Etiwanda. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's just. You're gonna struggle. Yeah, you're gonna struggle. Um, no matter who you are, Randy Ovali is one of the you know one of the better 222 prospects in Southern California and in the state. But you know you got to start. You, you need some time to work those guys in, get the flow of the offense right. Um, you know, get the familiarity on the court during a game better. And Bosco's gonna be fine. Like you said, they're a very good team, very well coached. And they're deep. They could be in that open division conversation, depending on what happens in the Trinity League. Um, but Etiwanda. Um, with Jalen Clark is interesting to me. Yeah. So that's another addition. That's another, another addition. Guy. Transfer from Corona Centennial. Yep. Um, he didn't from start. What you, from what you said, he had a good game. He had a so he it's didn't a good start. Second half. Yeah. He struggled in the first half, as okay. expected, but he was the key in the second half. He was making plays on both ends of the court. He had some, you know, you know, um, steals and dunks that you know kind of changed the momentum into Edowanda's favor. Um, Edowanda. Um, Won that game, I believe, it was fifty-seven to fifty-four. Fifty-seven, fifty-three, maybe. Fifty-seven, fifty-three, yeah. and um, yeah, Jalen Clark was was big in that game. And Etiwanda is so good defensively as a team that if Jalen Clark can mold into that, um, you know, the IQ defensively, they can get him to be on the same page as Brantley Stevenson, as Jemai Meshack, as DJ Jackson, and Cameron Pierce. I mean, that's scary because he adds some length, size, and athleticism they didn't have before. Like Tyree Campbell is a 6'5 wing, yeah. athletic guy, but he's not bulky. He's, he's, he's wiry. Jalen oh, Clark is a wired. guy who can compete physically in the, in the paint, paint. Yeah. with bigger guys. Like He can root Evan Mobley off, off the block if that ends up being a, a matchup in the playoffs. Yep. He's a guy who can kind of make it difficult for Evan, Mo- Evan Mobley to get, get catches. So if he's, if he's good offensively and he's solid defensively, Etiwanda – uh, you know, long-term playoff-wise is a team I, I can see, you know, making noise and upsetting Rancho Christian, Harbor, Westlake, uh, Sierra Again. Canyon, whoever it may be. They can win the Open. For sure, Southern yeah. section Open. There, there's, I know there's five teams that I think can win the Open division. Yeah. Whether it's Sierra Canyon, Rancho Christian, Harbor, Westlake, Etiwanda, uh, Corona Centennial, if they're shooting, they can beat anybody. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they proved it. If Jerry McCain's hitting seven threes or eight threes, yeah. I mean, they yeah. can beat anybody. Yeah, and that's... Um, 
you know, we obviously been on a little sabbatical because of a travel and all these tournaments, which we knew. That's the one of the keys, you know, because when the when the bracket came out for Tark, it says, okay, Corona Centennial's in the top bracket. Interesting. They're traditionally strong. Then you go through Battle Zone and you're like, okay, now Corona Centennial looks good in this. This is good for them. Good test for them. So they play Newman Goretti, who came in nationally ranked in my Fat 50, obviously. That's a tough first round game for Newman Goretti and a tough game for Corona Centennial. Corona Centennial's trailing. But again, like you said, if Jason McCain hits eight Jer- threes, Jared? Jared. Jared, Jason's Jared, the older brother. <laughs> Jace is watching on Twitter, following yeah. the tweets. Jared hits the eight threes and has 30 points. They're going to be tough to beat. How and that's you, exactly what happened. Paris Dawson's going to get 20. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. That's, yeah. You know, yeah. in that game. They beat him 61-56. And then, of course, Newman Goretti goes on to win the Constellation Championship. That, I watched that game here yeah, in the office, office. Yeah. Um, streaming. Yeah. And Newman Goretti, was, that was, that was the, the toughest first-round game. Toughest first-round draw. Yeah. Tough first round draw game. They went on to win all the rest of their games. Um, you know, so Corona Centennial advances and they just keep playing better. So then we have an interesting second round game. Coronado's in the fifth place game at the beach ball today against the Baltimore Poly team that beat Harvard Westlake. So we said, okay, we, we saw the game. Corona Centennial beats Coronado at the Jerry Freitas event, and said, okay, this is going to be a good rematch. Well, no. Jeez, Corona yeah. Centennial plays even better and faster and shoots better. Yeah. And, and, and the game's not even close. Yeah, they blew them out. They blew at them Tark. out at Tark. So I said, man, this team is playing really well. Now you think they have a chance to get to the final and win it. And, and they just, in the semifinal, they're just playing great ball. Um, they can guard modern day pretty well. And uh, you know they uh, they can guard a Sheldon pretty yeah, well. A, they can guard a Gorman pretty well. That's a team I really modern yeah. day. Like we keep skipping over modern day. Yeah, they're in that conversation too. I just haven't. I've seen them once at the yeah. at the beach bash at Corona Del Mar, and it was just a throwaway game. Yeah. Um. So I haven't seen them against top level competition, but they went up to uh, Oregon the and Le won Schwab. the Les Schwab Invitational. Correct. So yeah. Gorman got knocked off by Eastside Catholic of Shamamis. Gorman, uh, you know, doesn't wasn't playing Noah Tate. Will McLennan wasn't healthy. But Eastside Cali is a good team. And then to beat Norcross, that's a good win for Modern Day. So, again, Modern Day is looking pretty strong. Again, they lost the third-place game at Tark to Sheldon. Jeez, um, dude, it's all. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't envy you having to make yeah. these state rankings. And then Sheldon, as you know, lost, lost you know, to Jay Sarah. Right, so yeah, Modern Day lost to Sheldon. Jay Sarah yeah, beat yeah, Sheldon. Yeah, yeah. People are gonna put Jay Sarah yeah, above Modern, Modern Day. Day. Just, I mean, is yeah. that what you're gonna do? Put you on the spot right now? No, because they. Okay. I would say no because they didn't have Marcus Valley. But okay, no because, uh, you know, you can't. Jay Sarah still has two losses. So yeah. who are two the two losses for Jay Sarah? Corona Centennial. Centennial. And I don't know the other one. Honestly, uh, I can I look think it up. Yeah, they uh, there's two losses. So it's just, you know who did they to drop the other one to is. The kind of the key to where Jay Sarah is going to be, you know, our guys down at Torrey Pines, they they do a good job and they 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 state the record. So I knew they had two losses coming in, and um, obviously Sheldon had only the one loss. 
to Gorman. And, you know, they hadn't lost in state. So that, that was in the back of my mind. That Archbishop Riordan at, yeah. uh, at uh, Freitas' tip-off. Freitas if you, that's so if you, long if you, ago. I if can't you even don't, remember that. If, if I you was there. If you don't want to lose a game yeah. you shouldn't lose, don't go to a Freitas event. <laughs> <laughs> if you have Vegas teams, I mean, yeah, the Vegas teams got their asses handed handed to them at, at that event at Pasadena City College. Yeah. Because they're a little bit better than that. Yeah. By the way, Yancey Dotson texts back and said, he can count on one hand how many regular season technical fouls he's had in 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was a close game in that game. Yeah. And that changed the whole momentum game. Polly didn't score at, again after that. That's crazy. Uh, it, it took them, it was, that was with about the 550 mark or some 530 mark. They, they had one field goal the rest of the way. It just, it just didn't go right for them. And, you know, Chabuzo, Hop, and the guys, they, they played well. You know, give them, give them credit. But that changed the, the momentum of that game. Yeah. Let's uh, let's touch really quickly on the on gold some, division. Some, yeah, some of the other things here at this Gold tournament. division, Damian um championship game, Santa Cruz Christian, let me pull it up. Defeated yeah, That's so funny. Washington Prep, who was a surprise in that tournament. Tough. They're just good. they just Gritty. they just grinded out and kind win, of like Westchester, maybe not as talented, yeah, but this was good. a this was a blowout. Uh Santa Cruz Christian 75, Washington Prep 52. Josh O'Garo led Santa Cruz Christian with 24 points. Ty Harper um, was the MVP of that division. He had 19 points in that game, and Caleb Lowry had 14. Um, a lot of people, you know, are very high on Ty Harper now after this tournament. Yeah. He had kind of a breakout tournament. Um, yeah, kind of a breakout moment, you know, in the la- in those four games. He was very good. Um, you've seen Ty Harper before this and yeah. during this. What are your th- overall thoughts? Um, Ty Harper is energy guy, makes things happen. Good combo guard. He can shoot. He's a little streaky. Mm-hmm. The game I saw was the game I thought, like you said, propelled him and elevated him was the game against Heritage Christian. Double OT. Yeah, it was a zany game. It just kept going back and forth. He sent zero points in the first half. And, you know, Max Allen is looking like Bill Walton down there. <laughs> Our guy Max Allen, the transfer from Gorman. <laughs> you know, um, they had got into a squabble, so Santa Clarita Christian didn't have Caleb Lowry in that game. And you know, you know, so Justin Rochlin, he hasn't been he hasn't played since he hasn't been playing. So we're it's kind of watching, you know, what's going on here. And Ty Harper kind of stole the show just with his shooting, his ability to get in the lane. Well, he had two threes to send yeah. it to yeah. first overtime, overtime and, and second, second overtime. overtime. Yeah. yeah. So he had thirty two points in the second half. You know That's pretty good. Yeah, really good. And you know, he's he's going up against some really good players over at Heritage, Dylan DePina. Sky Clark, and I mean, he's how zone. He could play D, uh, a little streaky, like I said, but I mean, he's got D one ability, and he makes things happen. He's the kind of guy you want in there to make things happen. Um, can't say enough about him in terms of how well he he played in that game. And what did you did? Were you able to sneak over to the other gym? And and how did that work, Devin? Were you able to watch that game completely? The championship game? The gold? The yeah, gold? The gold. It was in the main gym. So, okay, yeah, I saw the whole game. I okay. saw the whole silver, silver, gold, no, and mm-hmm. platinum were all in the main gym. Got it. Um, yeah, your eval on Ty Harper is spot on. Playmaker. Uh, yeah. Freak athlete. I mean, just unbelievable. Lefty gets in the key. Lefty, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, he's shifty and, you know, kind of fluid athlete. Uh, bouncy, as, as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, like I said, streaky shooter. Not a true point. No. Uh, more of a combo, a guy who can you know initiate offense when needed, uh, especially against the zone. He does a good job swinging the, the ball side to side. I like to see that. Um, but probably better off the ball as a slasher and transition downhill guy who can finish you know over and through contact. 
Is he a legit 6'3", 6'4"? Nah, I don't think so. so okay, that yeah, may I think, be why. Yeah, I think it's a 6'1", 6'2", kind of thing in my Got opinion. It. Um, he plays bigger. That's why I'm thinking. But I do maybe the I do the Joe Francisco height yeah, check. Hang, I'm gonna yeah. do it right now. You stand up and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put your you yeah. Stand up and put your head up and see how 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 tall you are. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the thing Joel's is, move. Joel's Joel's six five. And Joel's I'm, six five. I'm five ten. Yeah. So I I can't I yeah. can't uh, I can't do that same thing. But yeah, I'd say you know six two. Okay. Um, on a good day, but you know, one of the guys on that team, another guy who stood out to me, was Josh Ogaro. Yeah. Uh, six three, lang- lanky uh, junior wing. He had 24 points in that championship game, and uh, there were a lot of you know uh, low to mid major D1 coaches, you know, interested in watching, yeah, watching him, and they yeah. they were impressed with what he did. So it's good to see a kid like that uh, come through, and he he's going to be a, a you know priority Division one guy uh, as this season finishes and into his senior year. Um, let's move to the silver division championship game, which was St. Francis against Mary Knoll from Hawaii. Uh, St. Francis uh, defeated Mary Knoll. The score was fifty-two to forty-seven. It was a it was a really well played game, as you can expect from a coach like Todd uh, Wolfson. Very very good coaches. He does a whole lot with guys who don't look like they can play. Right? Yeah. I mean, look like they can't play. Look yeah. like yeah, guys who don't look like they can play. So, um, but Andre Henry can play straight up. It's not even clear. I mean, that guy is so good at basketball. That's the thing. Everyone wants to see these guys who are high-level athletes like a Ty Harper. That's great. Ty Harper is a great athlete. He's going to be a very good college basketball player. Yeah. Andre Henry is not a bouncy athlete, but that so they announced him in the in the in the regular in the before the game. They're announcing the starting lineups. And the guy goes in 6-2 center, Andre Henry. 6-2 center. And it's like, <laughs> okay. And Mary Noel had a sophomore, a 7-footer who's really Whoa. talented. Whoa. Really talented, Sage Tolentino. He's going to be a, a guy that Division 1's recruit. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Andre Henry, six two, center. Against, I think Andre Henry's more around six three. Yeah. Um, six two against center. seven foot guy from Mary Knoll, Sage Tolentino. It was just hilarious. And Andre Henry played every single position you can imagine. Yeah, he's just playing he basketball. Guards every position. He's just playing the game. He had twenty five points. He led them to victory because he has to do a little bit of everything. UC Irvine got an absolute heist with Andre Henry. He's a Pac twelve level player. Interesting. Um, yeah, because they. Also got it. It seemed like people didn't know, but they had gotten DJ Davis, who right away he comes in, <laughs> he fires a three, boom, he hits it, hits another one, so he played pretty good. But yeah, and Andre Henry gives him such a different feel. You know, he's not going to be the Nathan's offense guy. He's going to do a lot, a little bit of everything for for Russ Turner's program. Yeah. You know, High defend, IQ. play on the ball. You can trust him. High character. You can trust him making With plays, the ball. initiating offense. He, he's shooting the ball really well from three uh, this year, which was kind of maybe the biggest knock on him was was yeah. perimeter shooting. But, I mean, based on what I've seen, uh, he's kind of had that little little hitch in his shot last year. That, that's that gone, a thing of the past. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Andre Henry. I always have been. Not to toot my own horn, but, again, there's guys who may not look the part or have the athleticism that uh, some people think is necessary to be a, a Division one, you know, contributor or a high-level Division one player. It doesn't matter. Andre Henry is a basketball player, and he, yeah. he knows how to get it done. Um, and, and honestly, Israel has gotten plenty of guys like that oh, in yeah. the last three to four years. They've he, won an NCAA tournament he, game because of that. He's looking a guy, for the guy yeah. that they need. He's the guy that helps you yeah. win in March, Yeah, whether it's your your uh, conference tournament championship game or March Madness in the various you know, you know tournaments you can play in, whether it's NCAA or NIT. He's the guy who helps you win basketball games. Well, it's very interesting that you mentioned – that they announced him as the 6'2 center. That was 6'3 center. 
because many, many moons ago, a lot of guys who become good college guards played like that, play like that. And some still do, not as many, because obviously we have the Sierra Canyons, the Montverdes, the, the Oak Hills, where guys can play more of their college position. Well, there's a lot of guys who played in Andre Henry's position. And I think as a recruiter or as a evaluator, you have to find that. And you had to find that more. You know, it's it's easier to see Cade Cunningham, Moses Moody, <laughs> you don't, and, yeah. and, and Scotty Barnes because they're you playing their college position. Right. When you go to, you know, you see a guy at like St. Francis, you have to project more. How's this guy going to fit in as a shooting guard or a point guard? And he's playing a six foot eight guy in the post because that's what they need. That's what you that's know? when real evaluation happens. Yeah. You got a lot of people out there who do what we do, who just strictly yeah. watch five star prospects. Like, how many times do you need to watch Cade Cunningham play? We yeah. He's a Top two player in the class. Like, we get yeah, it. Yeah. You, you don't need to worry about it. He's going to go to Oklahoma State, and he's going to be very good. He's probably yeah. going to go to the NBA. Yeah. He's probably going to be very good. Most likely be very good, yeah. It's, you know, the evaluation comes down to <laughs> Andre Henry. He's playing center. He's guarding a 6'11 guy. Oh, yeah. but then he's playing point guard on yeah. offense. And, can, and then he's then he's guarding a point guard, the other team's yeah. point guard. That's that, Those are the kind of guys that people need to continue to unearth. Correct, because those are the guys, like you said, that make a difference. Again, only one team's winning the, the NCAA title. Yeah. You know, whether it's Kentucky, Kansas, Gonzaga, so on, go on and so Arizona. forth. But coaches are getting their live, they're getting bonuses, they're getting from low level to mid level jobs because of guys they're recruiting like that. Yeah. If you miss on those guys, you're gonna get fired and now you're scrambling to be an assistant somewhere, you're trying to recoup where you're moving up. Because of those type of recruiting gems. Yeah, this kind of this kind of moves into a topic I want to do and close out with, Ronnie, that I'm going to spring on you here, that it just okay. popped in my mind. Unsigned seniors, okay? Okay. Um, Anthony Roy of Dublin. What, yeah. Let's what the hell are people waiting for? Yeah, I don't know what they're looking what, at. What? So this is crazy to me. This guy hit. He's really good. He's extremely good. He's 6'4". He's rangy. He's knocking down threes. He can defend multiple positions. He's athletic. He looks the part. Like, what? What the hell is going on? This guy yeah. is a Division One player. Um, he does a little bit of everything. Uh, he dives on the floor for loose balls. I mean, he does everything that we're talking about Andre Henry does, right? Yeah. Um, but you tell a college coach about him, right? This is a legitimate thing that actually happened. You tell a college coach about him, first thing they say is what? Who's recruiting him? Who else is recruiting him? Who yeah. gives a damn? Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Why do you care? Trust your eyes. Yeah. Who cares? Anthony Roy is extremely good at the game of basketball. Yeah. You need bottom to recruit line, this guy. Bottom line. I, I mean, I've what? seen him before. We've seen him with Lake Show. Again, it's off the beaten path a little bit, but not really. I mean, there's there's coaches they that They play at a high level up in NorCal. Yeah. I mean, Lake yeah. Show plays in good tournaments. They're in yeah. championship games of, of, of tournaments that, down here. Yeah. that coaches attend. Yeah. What? I'm I'm mind blown. by that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the guys I'm talking to are like, recruiting him and they don't want anything to get yeah, out no. that they're recruiting him? Yeah, sure. There's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of, uh, what do you call it? Um, what's the word I'm looking for, Devin? I don't know. Uh, uh, sandbagging. I'll, I'll, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, good. Yeah. I, I guess that's the word I'm, I'm, I'm trying to... They're trying to, make, they're trying to make sure they keep the keep They the don't want down. him to have a good... Yeah. They don't want him. They don't right, want... Right. If you're recruiting Anthony Roy, you don't want him to play good at Damien. But dude, Let's he be is, honest. He is, he but is he good. did play good. <laughs> he, yeah, he did play really well. <laughs> Um, another, and I expected him to play yeah, well. Yeah, a couple other guys I think that played well and boosted their stock at Damian Brantley Stevenson from Etiwanda. He played out of his mind against Sierra Canyon on both ends of the floor. He was great. Uh, DJ Jackson, uh, he, you know, DJ Jackson's fiery. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, he wants to get in there and compete. There are some times where, you know, he may take it a little too far, but that kind of <laughs> gives Edawanda yeah. its edge and gives yeah. DJ its edge. I think he played himself into uh, played himself into uh, some more, you know, college looks. And then a guy who got his first Division One offer over the weekend who I've been clamoring for to, you know, for Division Ones to recruit is Devin Tillis out of Winward, a 6'6", you know, kind of point forward. Got an offer from UNLV. Congratulations to Devin Tillis, one of the nicest kids you'll ever come across. Um, but, it, Ronnie, this is another interesting case. People don't like Devin Tillis because he doesn't look the part. Because sure. his body's not right. He's yeah, not an athlete. Not a, he doesn't look like our guy Harper. He doesn't look like Harper. <laughs> he doesn't look like Anthony yeah, Roy. Yeah. yeah. But um, Devin Tillis does a lot of the things that you need to win, like an Andre Henry. Sure. He makes the right passes. He makes the right reads. He can hit the catch-and-shoot three. Um, hopefully, you know, his recruitment continues to pick up, but you get Devin Tillis into a division one program. And if you have a good strength and conditioning guy and Devin Tillis is dedicated to getting his body right. Um, and you redshirt him a year. That, that's a, a that's a crazy piece. Yeah. That's a really nice piece. He can give you a lot. Um, he I didn't have his best performance. Yeah, at, and he didn't have, he didn't his, even have best, his best games at, no. at Damien. No, no, he didn't. You, um, we can acknowledge that. Yeah, you know, that that happens. Um, I would agree with that. I think uh, Bosco gave them fits a bit. Um, again, you talk about a young team. Winward had a lot of, uh, you know, good performances in the summer. Good. I, I think Bosco harassed them a bit. They got harassed a bit in this tournament. Their ball handling wasn't to the level they needed to be, Devin, to win the Open down the line. You know, they got they got turned a little bit. They, they picked up. Their dribbles at the wrong time. They just, they have to work on that. And talking about high school evaluation right now, um, to win to the level that they want to win and they have expectations to. Yeah. You know, um, again, so maybe, you know, I could see some college coaches saying, oh, he's not fast enough. He's not this. He's not that. He doesn't have the ball. He's not quick enough. But you got to see what a, the good attributes that players have as well, not just the ones that are that's, easy to see. That's a good point. And you I'm, know I'm, you know me, Ronnie. Yeah. I'm a guy who's like yeah. negative, 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 like constantly. Yeah. yeah. But when it comes to yeah. evaluating basketball, especially yeah. for you, you've got to see the things that guys do well, right? And sure. not just take into account, you know, lack of look, body type, uh, lack of athleticism, whatever, because you can recruit that. Yeah. Like, especially if you're a, a low-major D1 or a mid-major D1, you're not going to get those freakish high-level athletes, especially in, nowadays in recruiting, because those freakish high-level athletes are going much higher than they probably should. Sure. Yeah. So you got to start looking at this next tier of guys. I, I agree with you there. Um, another guy I'd want to talk about, and he's a pretty good athlete. Again, he may not have the skill level that – Tillis has is Shane Bell from Salesian. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, Shane Bell is it's a good player. more skilled than I thought he was going to be. Yeah. He shoots it really well. He's a good player. Yeah. Austin Johnson, their sophomore guard's a good player. Um, so Salesian lost to Etiwanda in the quarterfinals in a game. Those good quarterfinal matchups, 70-58. Uh, to 58. They beat Winward uh, yesterday. And then they beat Winward, so that gave them fifth place. Fifth place, yep. Yeah, so that's a good showing. For, again, that's a tough game. It's considering Etiwanda could have, you know, dang near beat Sierra Canyon. They were close enough. They were in with, within one or two possessions. Yeah. So that's was, a good showing for Salesian. Yeah, there were two things in that Etiwanda game that, that went wrong. Number one, well, they were the same exact thing 
twice. They gambled in the backcourt twice. And one, one resulted in a, in a lob from Bailey to Boston for a dunk, and the other resulted in an easy basket. And that was the one thing Kleckner said was, like, we can't gamble for steals in the backcourt against Sierra Canyon because they turn They're that into points so quickly. Fast, so fast, yeah. So Compared that, to uh, Los Osos or... Right. You know, a team they're facing. Or the, in the IE Classic or whatever. Yeah. Those four points were obviously the difference in that game. Yeah. So that that was an interesting little thing that's popped in my head when you said that. No, yeah. Um, but Shane Bell, you're right. Shane Bell, you know, he's a 6'4", right? Yeah, 6'4". Really wiry. You got, he's got a lot of room for growth in his, in his body. Um, but he's a better shooter than I thought he was going to be. Kind of like Roy. I know Roy had been working on, on the shot, and uh, he showed that he was. And Shane Bell, same thing. He hit multiple three-pointers in just about every game he played at Damien. Yeah, they uh, good showing, good showing for them. Let's talk a little some of the other unsigned guys. Uh, obviously, <laughs> I don't want to, you know, Josh Christopher's not who we're we're and Zion Dyer Williams, Williams. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, yeah, not those guys. <laughs> Bryson Stevens, another guy who could end up at the division high division two, low major division one level, the guard at Rancho Christian. Yeah, uh, our guy Bora, Francesco from J- Bora from J. Sarah. He, he's getting recruited though yeah, pretty highly. So got it. Uh, the kid at Orange Lutheran. Who did you see Orlu at? Yeah. Uh, Tibet, Tibet Gorner. Gorner. He's pretty I saw good. Him at the El Monte tournament. A lot of coaches came up to me to say, hey, I saw that kid from Orange Lutheran. Yeah, so, they like so him. a Division II, I'm, I'm not going to name him, but a Division II coach texted me and said, hey, what's up with this Tibet Gorner Olu guy? He's pretty good. Is he, is yeah. he a high what's level recruit? I'm like, I'm like, you're not going to get him. Sorry. <laughs> and we're good friends. <laughs> yeah, so, so you just told I just give him shit. Yeah, I just yeah. give him the truth. Um, but Tibet Gorner is going to yeah. be a mid major guy. Uh, Ex- our guy, Xavion Brown, again, Keith Wilkinson talked about it on the line, and I saw it. That guy's gonna be able to guard anybody. Oh yeah, uh, at a you know Pac-12, a, a Big West, uh, Mountain West level. Yeah. Um, Xavier has things to work on. We've talked about it uh, again. Just consistency. He had a few turnovers uh, at Tark and against Jay Sarah. You know, and that's just to be. I'm not trying to down him. This is something he needs to work on. So when I saw him in the state title game against Sierra Canyon as a sophomore, I, I even tweeted. I said this could could be a top 100 player. With a, a good jump shot, it hasn't really got there. But again, that's the kind of guy that you keep, like you said, you work with. You even redshirt, yeah, and and keep working on it with him, and he could be a hell of a player. Um, this is a little bit off the beaten path. Carlos Rosario is a good player. Yeah, Veritas from Veritas. Um, what's the latest with Jaron Johnson from Linwood? Uh, that's Dev. another one too. Yeah, yeah, it's another one. He's I mean he's got great grades as well. And Interesting. Yeah, he's a big time player. Uh, he's a guy that uh, is being looked at in the Big West. So. He should have plenty of opportunities uh, in the late signing period. Yep. Um, Nick Nick Bowden from St. Bernard is a guy that picking up steam. He got unfortunately he got, got hurt, hurt early yeah. at Damien, so I saw that he didn't get to you know show how good he is. But what was interesting about that was how you know St. Bernard wasn't quite as talent wasn't quite as effective or wasn't quite as good without Nick. Nick is like the oh, heart and soul no, of that yeah. team. They, they're not going to. He's the heart and soul of the team. Is as. Uh, Coach came on our pod and said last pod, you know the uh, yeah, coach Runko. Yeah, he he he's a really good. He just makes things happen. And makes yep. things happen. He's going to be good at the next talk, level. Too. Let's talk about two guys that we saw recently: uh, Armand Anderson and Justin Williams. Yeah, from uh, Jay Sarah yeah, and sure. Armand. I was actually going to ask Keith about about Justin's recruitment and why it's so so mm-hmm. low, but yeah, maybe it's. I mean, Justin, you know, he's he's a very good passer. He is extremely fast in transition. Uh, good ball handler. You know, doesn't overhandle, but again, Justin Williams isn't flashy, and a lot of people like the flashy guy, and that's yeah. fine. 
But Justin Williams isn't that guy. He's the guy who's going to run offense. He's going to guard. He's going to get you know timely steals and things of that nature. Um, but Justin's issue is he doesn't, he doesn't score it well enough uh, for Division One programs. Um, so even some Division Twos are kind of hesitant on that. Um, Interesting. But Justin, you know, he, he's going to get an opportunity. He's going to go play college basketball, and I think he's going to be a very good piece somewhere. somewhere. Yep. Yeah, a couple other guys I saw and or we saw recently in a couple of weeks. Marcus Green from Midi. Um, you mentioned Jace Catchings already. Yep. You mentioned DJ Jackson. Yep. The guy I like, and again, he may not fit the mold that people are looking for. I know Joel liked him. Tijon Sawyer from yeah, Salesian. Yeah, no, he's good. 6'8". Uh, inside, he's tough. You know, he's got to keep working on his physical conditioning. But he, but he has – here's the thing with big, with big guys, Ronnie. This is what I always yeah. say. Yeah. With big guys, the body can be worked with. Yeah. H- hands and feet cannot be worked with. You either have them or you don't. Tejon Sawyer got hands and feet and touch around the basket. That he dude does. is good. Yeah, six, he's eight, pounding people. Well, he's like two, what do you, what'd you say, 260, 270? <laughs> he's a big boy. He's a big, this is like an offensive tackle. Like but he's got skill. He's just super skilled. He's a guy you can work with body-wise. Uh, he, he's going to be good somewhere, I think. Yeah, you know, you got uh, Kimo Ferrari's a decent player. Again, I'm just throwing names out here. Now, these are not names that necessarily we saw this past week. Stacy Johnson from Oxnard. Yeah, he's, yeah. Oxnard is a good team. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Fidelis O'Kerke. O'Kerke. He's getting some recruitment. Yep. People are looking at him. High D2s are. Um, Awesome. Back to Amon Anderson. Yeah. He had, I mean, multiple 30-plus, 40-plus games at Damien. Um, And he's a guy that, I mean, smooth lefty, looks the part, uh, you know, can play some, you know, on the ball, off the ball, do whatever you need to win. But here's he's not like... He's not a guy who's like in your face. He's uh he's more low key. He has more of an Evan Mobley attitude than a BJ Boston attitude. You Got know it. what I mean? You yeah. know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, he's a low key kind of guy. So you know, maybe coach's question like you know, you know, is he engaged or whatever? Yeah, he is because he's scoring thirty and forty points every single game, and he's not going to a team, a super team. He's got a, got a bunch of guys that rely on him to create everything. Yeah, you know what I mean, and have uh, an ultimate impact on winning games. If losing or wins a game, Amon Anderson's probably responsible, whether it's scoring or assisting on 70% of the baskets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. A very interesting couple summers ago, I had a couple kids, including my nephew, that I, on a 4th of July, this is just an odd story. On a 4th of July, a hot day, I said, hey, you guys need to get some shots, get some work in, let's go. Uh, another D1 player um, who's going to go a top 100 player was with me that day, just happened to be with me. We said, yeah, let's go get some shot outdoors. Like, you guys need to shoot, learn to play outdoors. I'm, I'm just riding them. You guys are wimps, whatever. So we go over there, we're shooting, they're getting some drills in. And who do I see with the, with the weight vest running with his dad? Armand Anderson. Yeah. Uh, this was at Lakewood at a small park in Lakewood, uh, Southern California. Now, Armand lives in, uh, I think, Lawndale Hawthorne. Yeah. So when I saw him, I said, hey, you know, the, the player knew him. My nephew knew who he is. I knew him. He said, hey, how you doing, man? You know, how's the season going? This is a few years ago, and it was 4th of July. And I said, oh, man, I just thought highly of the kid. I said, because he doesn't have to be here. Yeah. It wasn't a family function. Why is he? He was just running with a, a weighted vest. He was just getting some work in. So I think that's all going to pay off here in the next couple of months for Amon Anderson. Um Somewhere, just a funny story that I, I won't forget because it was just random. I go, what? What is Amon doing here? I know he doesn't live around this park, you know, um, there in Lakewood. So, very interesting, very interesting story. 
Um, as we kind of close out our 50th pod, we, we thank people for coming on. Like I said, the reason we haven't updated the Fab 50 is because of the days of the week. We know Montverde's probably the, the top team right now. They won the John Wall. Um, interesting at the beach ball, which is still going on here on New Year's Eve. The championship is Dorman, South Carolina, nationally ranked against St. John's of D.C. Again, Devin, we've talked about it before. They're from the the strong uh, Washington, you know, Catholic Athletic Conference in that in that in that uh, you know DMV area. Paul the Six actually took their first loss to Archbishop Stepnanak, which is a team that you liked in the preseason just because of their two big guns, you know, R.J. Davis and A.J. Griffin. Uh, so it looks like we're gonna have. I'm gonna have to figure out who's a number the number two team in the country because you look at it. St. Francis has already lost. Harvard, so, Harvard Westlake. Yeah. <laughs> Harvard Westlake jumping on there, you know, Harvard Westlake with the consola- in the consolation as we speak. Bishop Gorman is lost. Are they, they going to gonna, gonna fall out of the Fab 50, probably? Potentially. Yeah. Then you got Sierra Canyon. So where do you put Sierra Canyon? Lalamere's looking good. IMG's looking pretty good. They they lost in the championship game at City of Palms to uh, Montverde. Again, I'm just running down. You're trying, Hamilton, you're trying to get some work done right yeah, now. I'm in my, in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Hamilton Heights is going to have to move up. Oak Hill. You know, so very interesting. Roselle Catholic uh, lost to Patrick School. Patrick School lost to Montverde in the championship of that John Wall that we're talking about. And they look real good. So that's a, to kind of wrap it up, Devin, before we even talk about Rancho Christian and they're celebrating and they're feeling good, they're going to have to come back and beat Santa La Corita Christian to won that second division at Damien. Yeah. And Sierra Canyon, after the new year, has to go to Minnesota, beat Minnehaha Academy, and beat St. Patrick. That's so, tough, man. It ain't that's tough. It ain't settled yet. Yeah. So that's why as we go into near, we, we we don't have a number next to these teams in terms of rankings because it's just not settled yet. There's too many events, too much going on, and it just so happens of the day of the week how this all falls that you know we'll kind of get our thoughts out there. Uh, you know, we'll have some things on ballslifetop.com and then we'll go into the next week, which will be January the week of January sixth. Kind of like after it's all done. Right. Yeah. So we're gonna let Ronnie deal with all of that. Yeah. And but you know, next week we're gonna come back and you're gonna have that ready to roll. Um yeah. we're gonna see some basketball this weekend locally in Southern California, the real run uh, showcase at Bishop Montgomery, Friday and Saturday, and then the Take Flight Challenge is also this weekend, um, Friday and Saturday at Redondo Union. Uh Reggie told me that the uh venue has changed from Santa Monica City to Redondo Union. That's good for me. I don't have to drive as far and Redondo's, you know, easy to park and sure. nice location. So um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be there this weekend. So if you see us out there, you know, give us a give us a shout, talk some shit. Uh, we love to hear from you guys. And uh, if you got some time, please give us a like and subscribe on the various streaming platforms: iTunes, Spotify. What's the other one? SoundCloud. Uh, we appreciate all the support, and we will see you guys next week. <laughs>